It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Brandon Piller, joined by Jack Richardson from Future Sickos. And like the chat is saying, oh no, we suck again. This is the Ottawa Senators of last week before they got on that uh, massive two-game win streak. They weren't able to stretch it to three. And ultimately, they fall 3-1 to the New York Rangers. Jack, you tweeted out you're joining the postcast and you're not a happy camper. What's going on here? Man, I think I came on last week and I said, I'm done. And I, I feel that <laughs> way again. It was a fun weekend. I had a good time uh, on Friday and Sunday night. And uh, yep. we're right back to where we were before. This seems to be a team that just goes on long losing streaks with a couple wins here and there, which isn't um, isn't going to cut it. So I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm, it's rinse repeat with this team all the time. Yeah, and the thing is, for from my viewpoint, this was a winnable game. You're facing a Rangers team that's down and out. You're coming back home after, I would say, a, a successful road trip for the Sens, right? Splitting that road trip obviously doesn't do them a lot in the standings, but it's not bad for where we thought the Sens were. And you're facing a goalie, a backup goalie, as the Sens should be very used to now, that hasn't won a game all year. Like... It was set up to keep this winning streak going and keep the Rangers losing streak going. And I thought they they came out of the gate pretty decently. Sure, they're down one nothing in the first period. Um, but I really thought that they were still in this game. What was your thought on how this game started out for the Sens? Like the same way as all of them. I feel like they start really well every single night. And it's it's getting to the point now where I'm not surprised anymore because they come out of the gate ready to go. Uh, it's only been a few times where they haven't been. And, you know, like, I'm just, I'm tired of the way they end up playing. They're 0-10-1 when trailing after two. And that's not by a certain amount of goals. You and that's, Ross love that stat, eh? Because it's terrible. It's yeah. just like, like, oh my God, man. And I can't, I, I just can't get past that. Like, if you're a coach, or like, I'm not going to go after Brady Kachuk here because he's been the one bright spot, I think, this year. But if you're the coach or the captain of the team, how do you get them ready to play for the first and not the third. Like you go into the room the same way you do after the warm up. It's the same amount of time. It's 18 minutes every time. I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me how they're 0 10 and 1 when trailing after two. It's just turn off the TV after 40 minutes. Yeah, that's that's the case here. And we'll go through the goal summary here real quick. Hamannick can't clear the puck on that first goal. I I thought he had better options. Uh, it seemed like Brady was a quick pass there and he could have got it out. He rings it around the boards. It doesn't go out. And the Rangers, they get a point shot. Jimmy Vesey, of all people, playing on the top line. He's right there on the doorstep and he bangs in the rebound. So no chance for Cam Talbot on that goal. And that's the frustrating thing is I've thought Cam Talbot has been good in most of the games he's played. It's just... 
the Ottawa Senators' defense don't do him a lot of favors if there is rebounds. I think Talbot's rebound control has been very good this season, but he's not able to get that one, and Jimmy VC bangs it home. And then you go to the second goal, Lindgren, who John Chick of Locked On Rangers told us, look out for Lindgren. This guy is good. Well, he's real good up against the Ottawa Senators. There's his first three-point night of his career Thank you very much for uh, Lindgren. And he has a low shot from the point. And then it's Goodrow. He gets the tip past Talbot. That's their fourth line center. So you're looking at a guy who signed a PTO and a guy who's playing fourth line center minutes right now. They're able to beat the Ottawa centers and put things up to nothing. And you know what? The Sens, they hang in. It's a good breakout. Batherson, love that drop pass he does to Pinto. Probably his only good play of the entire night. It was a rough one. For Batherson. And then Pinto does what he's been doing to start the season. He just goes to the net with that great shot, hard low shot that beats Halak and makes it two to one. And then we get into the third, two one game. So the Sens are in this one. And wouldn't you know it, it's Lingren again, a low wrister from the half wall. And Kreider's right there with the great tip. Now, this is the goal I had the biggest issue with, Jack, because Tim Stutza and Artem Zub are both right there. And both of them go away from Kreider and then look at each other like, oh, I thought you had him. Oh, I thought you had him. And you can see Timmy's frustration after the goal being like, what happened there? But it's Kreider, Stutzla, and Zub. And Zub and Stutzla both just decide to move away. Like you would think the miscommunication would be both of them going towards Kreider. Both of them being like, oh, there's a guy out front who scored, what did he score? Like 50 friggin' goals last year? Maybe one of us, if not both, should try to tie him up or do something there. So that absolutely drove me crazy. And that ultimately ends up being the 3-1 goal here. Jack, what, what do you think is the biggest part of this game where the breakdown happens? Like, where was this ultimately uh, leading to a sense loss for you? I mean, I tweeted out earlier, I think in the first intermission, I said, like, it was a good period. They were down one nothing, and it was kind of the same story. Like, good period, but I was worried about them getting goalied. And you mentioned uh, Yaroslav Halak being, uh, having his first win of the year as a backup goalie. And, and you know, like, I don't want to say that he's the reason they lost because it was it was, you know, opposing goalies don't score goals against you, but I think it was a lot of one and done on the offense. And you know what? I'm actually going to point to the power play. Uh, I think the power play, you mentioned Ryan Lindgren goes out and blocks a great shot against the Brinkett and he's hobbled. It's a four, it's a five on three with, with a broken guy out there (laughs) and they can't take advantage of it. And I think that's the difference. I think the power play was over two maybe. Um, And you know, not that, the Rangers were good on their power over three, Jack. Sorry, over three, perfect. Yep. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I think I think that's the difference because two moments in the second period, at least, they have a great opportunity to put some pressure on the on the Rangers. The key to power plays and penalty kills is you want to be able to gain momentum from them, even if they're over. You want to be able to build off of that, and the Rangers built off their PK and let the Sens get crippled by their power play. So that's the problem for me. Um, and, and look, I've seen people in the chat tonight too, like just talking about to not being used properly on that power play. He had like three shots in prime scoring opportunity. I'm, I'm going nuts with the Brinkett because he's playing good hockey. Yep. I think he's finally getting comfortable on that power play and he just can't score. And I don't know what to do. Like, what do you do with that? Yeah, I don't know. But to break it, you got to give it to him. Sure, the goals aren't going in, which is why you brought him over. But his defensive game has been a lot better recently, especially last game. He doesn't, I don't think, uh, did he score last game? I forget. Yeah, he did on the power. Oh, he did? Yeah. He he tucked it, yeah. 
Yeah, it was that uh, uh, backdoor play. But Brady Kachuk gives him the goggles based on the fact that he broke up that two-on-one, which essentially saves the game. So I thought he's been much better defensively. But yeah, you'd still like for him to be getting more goals here as that's why he was brought in. And it's frustrating because you mentioned those momentum power plays. And right after the Pinto goal, I believe it was next shift, the Sens get a power play. And I was feeling good. I was like, okay, there's the perfect timing. Pinner gets a goal. It's 2-1 here. The Sens are going on the power play. Get the top unit out there. And they're just not able to capitalize, which is so frustrating for a team with so much offensive firepower that there's really no excuse why. Like, sure, yes, Norris is injured, but we can't keep using that as an excuse. It's still a lethal power play without him, and they can't get it done. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's frustrating, too, because especially after the last two games, mainly Anaheim, where they're just dominant and and they look like a top power play in the league. I believe I'm pretty sure I haven't done the percentage, but I'm sure they're still a top ten power play after tonight. Uh, but it's it's just it's timely goals. You can have the 25th best power play in the league, but score a timely you know a timely goal, and it can be the best power play in the league. And that's look goaltending and special teams get it done in the playoffs, and it's a grind to get there. But once you're there. If you've got a power play that can do damage, I mean, look at the Rangers last year, their power play and Shesterkin carried them. So it's just, it's crazy when a game like this that you're in control of on home ice after two wins on the road, two pretty big wins on the road and the power play kills you. And it's your best guy shooting you in the foot, which with bothered me for sure. Yeah. And the thing is the frustrating thing for me is they play the Rangers next game in New York and they're most likely going to get Shesterkin. Right, I don't think you go back to Halak here. So that is just uh, that is just tough here. As our our producer is pulling up a quote from DJ Smith after the loss. Offensively, we had the chances to shoot where we didn't shoot. Maybe too cute in a two one game. You're passing up some great day looks. Now it's three one and you're squeezing it. And that's just it. Like the Senators were in this game at two one. They had opportunities to get back here. The one thing I want to point to that just boggles my mind here is the fact that the Ottawa Senators dominated in the face-off dot tonight. Maybe their most dominant performance in the dot all season long as they win 71% of the draws here up against the Rangers 29%. Like when they're starting with possession like that, especially I'm not sure how many of those are in the ozone, but it seemed like the Senators were able to win a lot of these draws and you're not able to create good looks and offensive chances off it because like DJ Smith mentioned there, you're being too cute with it. You're not going to beat veteran teams like the New York Rangers who are used to going on deep playoff runs that have a stacked back end like they do that can shut things down when they need to. So that's what's most frustrating for me is everything seemed to line up for this team to at the very least make it a closer game than this and they fall short once again. What's what's frustrating about the face-offs is, you know, analytics will probably tell you that face-offs don't really matter, which is kind of crazy. Like, obviously they do. It's just about what you do with it after. And yeah, look, I know it might, it might be hard to hear, but the Rangers are a really good defensive team. Uh, yeah. they, they don't give up a lot. They have really good goaltending overall. Um, so this isn't a game where I'm mad because they're losing to an inferior opponent. I think the Rangers are a much better team overall. But For in sure. saying that, they've had they had their looks, and I and you posted the the DJ quote there. I know exactly what he's thinking about. It's Batherson in front of the net when they're down two one. He tries to make a drop pass to Pinto. Yeah, it's just it's getting too cute, and that's what bothers me the most because 
they're an offensively gifted team, I think, but they're not that gifted. You know what I mean? Like they're not that good offensively. They work well as a team. It's just this individual stuff that, that really bothers me. And, uh, you know, they're not in a position to be making those plays. They need to string some wins together because they are, I think they've lost 12 of their last 16 hockey games. They're like four, 11 and one. It's just brutal. We're right back to where we were last year. Yeah, it's so disappointing because you thought some momentum was here. You thought the Cali road trip was really going to have to um, give them a boost here coming home. And it just doesn't. And they fall flat here. So I think, look, when it's too, <laughs> yeah, the Leams Martian here, oh, no, we suck again. That's literally like, I, that's that's the feeling of this team is we thought we were good for a moment there. And, oh, yeah, that's right. We suck again. Um, but the thing the thing that uh, I really thought the momentum was in this team's favor when, like I mentioned, Pinner scores that goal to make it 2-1. They get the power play right away. And at that point, Jack, I'm going to betonline.ag to live bet the Sens because you feel the momentum. And I feel like I start the ad read off with you the, the same every time. Is I felt like the Sens had the momentum and then it just falls apart. So... I'm down a couple shekels to our friends over at BetOnline.ag in that sense. But there's more than just money line. You can bet player props like how about Brady Kachuk over three and a half shots. Sure, it was at minus 150 odds. But when it's guaranteed money, who cares what the odds are? So you got to look at all different spots. And you can find all the best odds, news, scores, updates at BetOnline.net. It's not just hockey too. Lots of other sports going on. Basketball, football, the World Cup. Ross loves his tie bets. If you guys are following along with that, you're probably up some money here. So that is why you go to the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Go to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Guys, it's betonline.net where the game starts. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game-changer. Check out Transaction Eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit discover bank member fdic all right jack this is this is our favorite part of the the postcast when the sends lose do you have a send central standard i'm pretty sure you tweeted out today it's hard to find a single player that had a good game i've got i've got two in mind actually so so okay. if a little more time to think about it. I can, uh, I can hit. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you go first? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while I stall to give Jack some time to try to find <laughs> a sense central standout here, I'm going to go with someone that doesn't get a lot of shout outs here. And that's Eric Branstrom. I thought Branny had a really good game. Like I forget which goal it was, but he made the perfect kind of lie down block on a two on one. Lots of the times it feels like Ottawa Senators, specifically number 22 when he was around, were just absolutely botching those two on one lie down blocks to stop the pass. Branny played it perfectly. I was so impressed with that. And you guys know I'm a big advanced analytics guy. I'm always talking about the stats and numbers, uh, but 
you look at uh, Eric Branson and Nick Holden, their Corsi 4 percentage was 75%. 18 Corsi 4, 6 against. Like, I really thought that he played a great game. And sure, when you're a guy like Branson who only has two career goals, never scored in front of an NHL uh, a crowd in an NHL game, and only has three assists this year, You'd like a little more from him, but it is nice to see that he's playing better defensively, especially with a guy like Nick Holden that has really struggled this year. Granny hasn't allowed that to kind of anchor his game down. So for me, my sensational standout is Eric Ransom. All right, I've got a guy. Uh, All right. I, I thought about it, and I remembered. Uh, I think Matthew Joseph. I think he made a couple nice plays. Okay. Uh, not, not an outstanding game from him or that third line in general, but um, the play I want to highlight is late in the third period, I I think it was 3-1, maybe it was 2-1 at the time, but when he lays out Heedle with a nice hit, and then Heedle yep. gets him with a big two-hander right on the thigh, which cannot feel good. Even if there's padding there, like that doesn't feel yeah. good. And you can see Joseph skate back to him and look like he's going to like lay into him, but then he holds off and he gets the Senators a power play. I think that was my my favorite play from Joseph from the night. I know it's a small thing, um, but he did have a good night. I don't think he made any terrible, terrible mistakes. Uh, I've really liked his game overall, especially since he got scratched. He's really bounced back really nicely for me. Yeah, Matt Joseph with... Um... He has no shots on goal for him, but he did have three hits and one block. So you like to see at least that part of the game shining. And you mentioned there where Joseph doesn't fall into the trap of taking a retaliation penalty. He was a victim of a soft call. Keandre Miller is just dogging him, like going after him like crazy. And he gets a couple extra shots after the whistle. And then the ref, I feel like that's one where the ref didn't really see what was going on. Just sees two guys after the whistle and is like, nope, you're both going and does doesn't have any excuse for that. He gets a penalty as well. I thought that was a garbage call. But yeah, I agree with you though, Jack. Matthew Joseph, after um, after he was scratched, has been a much better player. And it's a shame that sometimes you have to do that to light a fire up under a guy. But he needed that, especially after Pinner was upgraded to the second line with Norris being out. He really slowed down there. So I'm, I'm glad Matthew Joseph is having a better game here. Um seems like a lot of the chat has been talking about Alex Debrinket here. I think sides are kind of divided. Some people are like, no, it's fine. Like, he's going to find his game. He's he's plugging in in other spots other than goals. And then other people, still not me, but, and I, I'm firmly against it, but are commenting on his trade value, thinking, hey, he's not going to re-sign here. Get a trade for him. Jack, where do you stand on that? Okay, I understand the frustration around him um what what i i need like people need to kind of get their heads around is he, he's not leaving this summer uh he can't he can't leave so whether he wants to resign or not like he's stuck here for at least another two years and that's a terrible way to look at it but that's the way it is they have two years or i guess a season and a half um of, of uh, uh team control left right so if he doesn't end up wanting to stay, you sign him to a one-year deal for the next season and then look to move him during that year. Like that is the furthest thing from anyone's mind right now. To bring it as part of this long-term, short-term kind of success. Uh look, I I I don't I don't necessarily love um uh people talking about that, but I get it because this guy, like he's a goal scorer and he's not your best goal scorer right now. It's Shane Pinto, and I, I would I would say that, you know, Pinto kind of came out of nowhere um, with the goal scoring anyway for, for, for this season. I just, I don't understand 
people wanting to trade him because look like guys were they're, they're it's not going the way they want it's been a bad year so far uh but he's still like young he's part of this core like i don't i don't understand um wanting to move him yet if we're in the same spot a year from now absolutely we'll talk about trade packages all you want uh but right now i don't i don't want to uh uh move him at all yeah that's the thing it's it just and why would you i don't want to say buy buy high sell low because everyone around the league believes that that was a great deal for the sense but you're not about to sell low on alex to like it's just it doesn't make sense for this team to do right now. He fits in with this core, the age. He's a restricted free agent. So any Alex Dabrinkit trade talks uh, are are going to be stalled on this show, that's for sure. So, so I'm glad you're kind of on the same page there. Another pivotal moment in this game was early on. The Ottawa Senators, it was so damn close to being a goal. Like, Joseph, great effort with the extended stick. He keeps it in. Uh, oh, no. I think that's a different play. I'm trying to find it in my notes here. But anyways, the puck barely trickles past uh, Halak here. And it's going, going in, in. And then Truba swipes it out at the last moment. But if you looked at different angles of that shot, it really looked like that was a goal. Or at least close enough that it should have been a, a must review. Like automatic review. And they don't even look at it. Like, what was your thought on that, Jack? Like, did you think that was that was a goal. Like it was, it was worth reviewing at the very least in my mind. Yeah. Well, anytime there's a goal like that, or it's close and then the play keeps going, you're waiting for that buzzer to go, meaning the puck went in and they have to stop play. Yeah. And what confused me was on the broadcast. Then the Sens got a power play, which is why the play stopped. It was their first, after, it was right before their first power play. What confused me was Greg Millen on the play by play being the color guy saying they're going to, they're going to bring this back, I think. And I'm like, does he know something we don't? Because yeah. It had been enough time. Normally you'd get a buzzer and he just kind of assumed. And it's like, you know, don't tease us with that a little bit there, Sportsnet. But uh, I, I think I think it looked close, obviously. I was just waiting for that buzzer. So anything that happened between then and the power play, I was kind of just, it was it was not, not going through my brain because I was waiting for a buzzer to go. Yeah, that would have been, uh, I forget at what point of the game that was at, but I mean, when you lose 3-1, it doesn't matter. Early second, like it was right before their first power play, I think. So what was the score then? At that one point. nothing one nothing yeah so yeah. you you tie that up and things but it's look a, a weird, little different it's a, here it's a weird ride of emotion because you're like oh they got a power play anyway so i don't really want them to bring it back because they have a power play and then you know whatever happens happens but yeah it was it was definitely weird uh i mean it was brassard too like it was a nice move by him i think i think it was brassard uh um, okay so maybe it was that play i was referencing where joseph keeps it in brassard ends up yeah going net and uh slips it in okay so that was the right spot there so yeah, yeah. Yeah, good chances I mean, for that third line. They looked okay. What do you think of them tonight? Yeah, I thought th- I thought they were decent. Like, um, obviously, it's it's typically the top two lines that are the straw that serves the drink for the Ottawa Senators. But yeah, I did think they looked all right. Tyler Mott doing what he does with some good block shots. I was hoping he would score a goal up against uh, his former team. Here is yeah, Tyler Mott. Not a bad stat line though. Three shots on goal, two hits, four blocks, one takeaway in eleven and a half minutes. That's what you're expecting of him. So I thought he was decent there. Um, Jack, before we wrap up here, what's your confidence level that this team can bounce back up against this same New York Rangers team on the road for the next game? I mean, honestly, they've been better on the road than they have been at home lately, which is kind of crazy, but I I don't know. It's not very high. And I think 
I don't even want to say it was high going into this game. It, it's just kind of like it was hopeful. It just wasn't confident. I think that's the way I'll put it. And if the team's playing that way, that's a problem. Like, do you, this is a deep question. I'm, I'm not going to ask you the Ooh. same thing. Do you foresee any change coming? Because I think if fans can understand that there is no change coming, at least we can kind of move on. You know what I mean? Like we can kind of focus on, okay, now what? Versus saying, okay, fire them, fire them until they don't do anything. No, it's a good question. And I think fans definitely want change to happen. And when you're at the bottom of the league, duh, like that's totally fair for a team that's been at the bottom and was supposed, this was supposed to be a different year. We sound like Leafs fans here. But the thing is, I don't see a change happening it, and especially not a big change. And I hate to reference it, but I think the sale of this team is going to stall any major moves happening because I think new owners are are not going to want to have too much of a, of a kind of commitment to decisions that they weren't a part of. And the Sens made a lot of massive decisions in this offseason. I mean, they signed the biggest deal in franchise history in the summer with Tim Stutzla and bring in an RFA that's going to have a qualifying offer of $9 million. You give Giroux uh, a deal out of free agency. Norris gets a big contract. So I really don't foresee that this team is going to be making any big changes here. I don't know what's going to happen with DJ Smith. Yeah, this is a tough one. DJ Good Smith, God. 7, 90, and 10 when trailing after two periods. Now, there needs to be an asterisk on that stat, though, because how many of those rosters were were capable of winning games at all, let alone after trailing? Not many of them, but still, it's <laughs> that's not a great thing I'd to be, have on your resume as DJ Smith. See, I'd be curious to know how many of those were uh, one-goal losses, you know, like I want to know, how, or one goal going into the third kind of thing, you know, I yep. think that's, because there's been times where they've just been blown out of the water, but the fact that one of those seven is that 5-1 comeback against the Leafs is pretty, pretty nice <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, it was 5-1, don't forget. Yeah, never going to forget that every time it's 5-1. Uh, Look, what annoys me, and we can, we can wrap up with this, though, okay. but, you know, this was sold as uh, a year they're going to take a step, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not management's fault most, like, it is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? Like a lot you can't foresee. A lot has not gone well. Um, but I'm looking at teams like Detroit and Buffalo. Yeah. They just went to a, a shootout at 4-4 and had an entertaining game. Like that's what we were expecting this year. Those kind of performances. Not this this just uninspiring play on home ice of all things. And in, in a year that you're trying to build back a fan base after the passing of Eugene Melnick, you're trying to build back uh, uh, sellout crowds and all this, like trying to be good at home. And they're just laying egg after egg after egg on home ice. It's really, really not a, a good trend that they're, they're going on right now. Yep. And that's the thing. Like we saw it in the off season, every team in the Atlantic division got better this off season, but the kind of idea was the Sens got better even more than those other teams like Buffalo, Detroit, and Montreal. So you're not too worried about that because you should be able to take a step ahead of them instead here. So that's where it's frustrating because now the Sens are so down and out and the division is better. It's going to be that much harder to get back into it. And when you're losing up against Eastern Conference teams, sure, it's out of division, but a team like the Rangers that are out of the playoffs and trying to get in it, you can't be losing those games if you have any opportunity to get back into it. So Another frustrating loss for the Ottawa Senators as they lose 3-1 to the New York Rangers. Like I mentioned, get used to seeing the Rangers as they're the next opponent on the road for the Ottawa Senators at Madison Square Garden. And it is a tough debut for the reverse retro jerseys for the Ottawa Senators as uh, they can't get the win here in front of the home crowd. But 
with the show goes on and uh, we will see you in another postcast after that game. And of course the locked on senators podcast will have shows in the morning, Thursday and Friday and big thing to note, the Alex Formanton contract deadline is tomorrow. So, you know, we're going to get into that on tomorrow's episode of the locked on Senators podcast, but for myself, Brandon Piller for Jack Richardson, this has been another edition of the postcast and we will see you tomorrow for our episode on everywhere you get your podcast and on YouTube. For tonight, we say goodbye. This has been the Locked On Senators postcast, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.